0: Into the gracious, baby, this. It's Wednesday the 21st of April. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert and I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee who I had a chat with uh, off air before and he's got the house set up for the fight with Big Daddy Brown and Paul Gallen because he's he's on Big Daddy's side. He's in Big Daddy's camp, and he's got a shirt with Big Daddy on it. How are you, Shana?
1: Big Daddy here, mate. No, I'm hoping he punches uh, Little Daddy's head in. (laughs) Um, No, it should be a really, really good fight. It's going to be good to watch.
0: (laughs) What's the problem with you and Gallon? You just don't like him, do you?
1: You don't like Paul Gallen. He's just not my favourite, how he could lose so many State of Origins and claiming he was a, uh, an immortal but um, that's that's my problem with him mate but uh, don't ever tell him next he'll probably punch my head in
0: well don't worry this is going to air he'll probably listen to it but uh, <laughs> he doesn't claim
1: to be an immortal
0: but I reckon the next match fight and I actually asked Daddy Brown we're going to hear this soon I said the next one should be New South Wales captain versus New South Wales captain Leon Gallon but uh, <laughs> I digress I digress we do have the Spartan Rugby League ball that will be given away on Friday just a few days time so follow us on Afternoon Sport Twitter or Afternoon Sport facebook and you could be in the running for that on today's show lucas big daddy brown of course he fights paul Gallen tonight it's a real treat to have him on on the day of the fight and in tennis ash barty on show in stuttgart this week roger federer is back a wonderful story so we'll have all the latest with jaslyn hewitt Night of the judiciary rugby league last night, Latrell Mitchell, Shane uh, Dalliem, hopes dashed out for four weeks. Rabbitohs
1: fans are very unhappy. They are, mate. Uh, Latrell, four weeks for uh, it was three offences um, that he was charged for, but the main one was the sort of lashing out with his boot. It was a, it was really really careless. And the Panthers star Paul Maroofsky got three weeks. Victor Radley, uh, the Roosters, got away with it. So the Roosters obviously got better legal representation, I think.
0: Yeah, Momorowski, three weeks for Penrith, and, and Radley free to play, which is big because they are hit with so much injury. Yeah. They play the Dragons this weekend. And if we look at the AFL, these two guys who got on the phones, uh, Nathan Buckley said at Collingwood that it was because Jordan Goey was concussed, but they've been fined $20,000
1: for use of phones while the game was on. Yeah, they take this very, very seriously, mate. And, and um, before my time, there were mobile phones around when I was playing, but the, those sort of rules weren't in the change rooms. Um, and it was only when I went out and played the World Masters, only last year, um, and they took the phones of us in those rooms, even for Masters games. So, yeah, with all, all this um, match-fixing and sort of issues in and around that, they take it very, very seriously. So it's a big find, but uh, pretty silly move by the guys.
0: Yeah, those brick phones were about, but you'd be pretty hard to be inconspicuous with the brick phones. Look, we'll talk more tomorrow about the Super League in European football. It looks like Manchester United aren't going to play. Chelsea are starting to leave, and that's just a couple of days in. So it's a huge story. But up next, another huge story here. Here in Australia, in Wollongong tonight, you will hear it from your homes. Big Daddy Lucas Brown is taking on Paul Gallant. And for us on Afternoon Sport, we have got Big Daddy with us. Alrighty, it's on. It's on like Donkey Kong tonight in Wollongong. Lucas, Big Daddy Brown taking on Paul Gallen and we've got the Big Daddy on the phone. How are you, Lucas? Very well, boys. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for coming on. You, you guys don't like each other. It's it's pretty clear.
2: But it's, it's really gotten to that point. When it, when it first started, it was just, yeah, fair enough. It, it is what it is. But um, the more he talks and the more I see his face, the more I just want to punch
0: it. So, yeah, it really has got to that point at this at this stage. Have you always been that with your opponents, whether it be martial arts or boxing?
2: No, not at all. Um, I've I've quite a few times had the weigh in and then gone and had dinner with the the opponent and talked about family and all the rest of it. I I still knocked him out the next day, but there was no hard feelings about it at all. (laughs)
0: Do you think that'll happen? Can can, you know, like once the uh, once the fight's over, could you reckon there could be some reconciliation, or this, this has gone a bit over the top?
2: Um, I I know why he's doing it. He's doing it to get bums in seats and obviously for the pay-per-views and all that sort of stuff. So it's not like he's deliberately trying to attack me, so to speak. So, mate, if it comes to it, um, I I believe it could be well and truly good terms afterwards. Um, I was sort of similar with Dillian White. There was a lot of talk in the lead-up. And we, we chat all the time now on on social media, obviously. Um, but there's no dramas, so
0: yeah, I can't see why not. It's interesting. I heard an interview with him the other day, and he said that, that you know I can tell he doesn't like me by the way he looks at me. Did you hear that?
2: I didn't, mate. No, but I, I could definitely tell. I don't look at him in a nice way. <laughs> Out of the way, in go. Uh, it was all right. It was pretty good. Like um, I didn't hear, and unfortunately I didn't capitalize on it, but when yesterday when he said that, yeah, I lost the world title and I had clenbuterol, I didn't hear that. So I didn't come back with anything. So um, when Ben Damon asked me, he said, Oh, is there anything you want to say? I said, Oh, i am just waiting to the piss test tomorrow from uh, peptide Paul. And uh, yeah, obviously everyone had a giggle about that, and he just got up and said, "Oh, he's a junkie." <laughs> I'm like, fair
0: enough. Well, it's a, it's an interesting one because uh, he's also come out with the barb saying, "Because like, you are the only Australian heavyweight champion, you you basically have that." And he goes, "Oh, it was like winning a reserve grade premiership." How do you respond to those comments?
2: Again, I, I think he's just trying to shit sir me and and trying to play a few mental games, which is which is fair enough. Let him do it. But um, I think when it when it came to the fact that we had to stand toe-to-toe to toe again and I'd obviously lost a bit of weight, um, everything else. I think he, he realises that he's he's in for a bad night, you know, I and mean, he's, he's half-shit himself and he, he realises that it's, it's all on now. So uh, it's really sort of sinking in for him and it's sinking in for me. I, I, I go into what I call a fight mode um, and literally probably a week out, I sort of really just get agitated and, and angry and annoyed at everything uh, and I get to direct it at him. Well, thank God we're on the Zoom call
0: today. <laughs> you and I you and I are friends. Uh, yeah, but uh, are you going to beat him? Yeah,
2: mate. Uh, the other thing is I don't want it to go to a decision. I'm not a fan of decisions. I'm not a fan of having three other judges sit there and, and and tell me how they thought it went sort of thing. If you knock someone out or stop them, that's it. I won. There's no two ways about it. So I want a stoppage and or I'd love a, you know, a flash knockout that goes on YouTube for the rest
0: of the, uh, his life so you can watch it. Um, but that—that's definitely what I'm chasing for you. Yeah. And look, just scratching around at your life, and I, look, I know about all the martial arts and the and the boxing, but you—you you also played a bit of uh, representative footy with Parramatta in the underage groups, and you're out on the wing.
2: Yes, um, I played the uh, the Harold Matthews for Para and then the SG mm. Ball for Para. Um In the Matthews, I was front row, and then they—they they all of a sudden put me on the wing in the 17. So I didn't mind. I, I scored, you know, probably one, two tries every game because I was on the wing. Um, but it also showed that the game was changing in regards to the size of everyone and stuff like that. So I was playing with um, Jason Kalis and Nathan Highmarsh and all these sort of boys. So they had the forwards sorted and I was quick enough and ugly
0: enough to be on the wings. So that was good. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to stop you on the wing. And then mate, you're a singer as well, Australian Idol. You got in the top 50. Yes.
2: Yeah, so I, I, I don't know if you'd call me a singer. I, I, I can hold a tune. Um, I like to sing obviously in the shower and in the car, but yeah, um, yeah, i made the top 50, which is quite a good achievement, and I was happy with that. Um, in saying that, they were like, yeah, with all the smoking and everything else I did as a young kid, I think all that sort of changed over the years. So I'm just better at punching people. So what song are you going to sing when you beat Paul Gallen? <laughs> I'm not too sure to be honest. I, I, I'm singing all the way to McDonald's, that's for sure. That's where I'm going.
0: <laughs> and what will be the order at Macca's, mate?
2: Uh, the standard order is the uh, large double quarter pounder meal, no pickles, no onions, uh, extra double quarter pounder burger,
0: Ten nuggets and a uh, vanilla fish shake. That, that that that's quite a meal. That, that, that likens uh, what my twelve-year-old he gets into it. He gets the uh, with the, he just doesn't have the pickles either. Uh, look, just 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 finally, um, where will this sit in your career? Like you, you are a, a world heavyweight champion, Australia's only. Um, but there's been so much talk about this. Uh, where will this sit for you if you if you knock him out? Well, funnily
2: enough, I, I think I'm getting uh, much more well known in Australia for this fight than I have my world title. Now, unfortunately, it is the way it is, and I've just got to accept that at the same time. Um, so I am the actual boxer in this situation, but he's the A side on the card. So, yeah, I, I walked through Penrith and I had a fella go, Oh, you're that guy fighting Paul Gallant. So, yes, I'm that guy. You know, and I, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be, Oh, you're Lucas Brown or you're Big Daddy, you know. So, It's going to do wonders for my career here in Australia. Um, If I went to the UK, my name's well-known everywhere. But, uh, yeah, I'm not as well-known in my own country. So fights like this, um, get through him, go go through someone like a Barry Hall and a Sonny Williams and the circus,
0: so to speak, uh, acts. If I can go through all them, I'll be well-known in Australia and I'll be quite happy. Yeah, absolutely. Your kids will be well-fed, that's for sure. Uh, look, Shane Lee, who I co-host with, you'll know Shane, a former Australian cricketer. For some reason, he doesn't like Paul Gallon. I wonder whether he's the next one that Gallen fights. But <laughs> uh, it, when it comes to
2: Gallon, if it makes money, he'll be in it. So um, there's no there's no harm in that. Um, but I've got so many messages and calls and things from people saying, please bash him. Like, he just he rubs people the wrong way. So... I'm going to be happy to oblige all these people.
0: It'll be a nice little payday for yourself too, won't it? This, this, is, this is, you know, there's a lucrative side of this whole thing.
2: Yes, of course. Like, as you can imagine, I, I make uh, just as much, if not more, overseas as well. Um, but prior to this fight, the most I've made in Australia was 25 grand, which is quite sad coming from a former world champ. Um, you go overseas and it starts at 200, 300 grand straight off the bat, you know. So, yeah, that, that's the major reason I haven't sort of fought enough here just for that reason. But um, fights like this,
0: it certainly makes it worthwhile. Yeah, great to have you on Afternoon Sport. Thanks for coming on for a chat. Beautiful, mate. Thank you very much. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, Roger Federer is back playing. Ash Barty is in Stuttgart this week. There's a lot of tennis about. And our tennis expert is Jaslyn Hewitt. PlaySport is calling Game On for a new way to play, a free platform to explore and be inspired to connect to thousands of sport, rec and wellbeing activities in your community. Just go to PlaySport.com. PlaySport, whatever moves you. Okay, time to talk tennis, and there is a stack of it about
1: at the moment. Jazlyn Hewitt, how are you?
3: Yeah, great, guys.
1: Jaz, let's start with um, Astra Sharma. She had a great win.
3: Yeah, so the 25-year-old from Perth, uh, you may recognise her name from the 2019 Australian Open uh, mixed doubles final. She, she made the final there of the Grand Slam, but this week she actually took out her first maiden title in the singles uh, in uh, Charleston in South Carolina. And, uh, yeah, it's great to see the 165th player in the world winning a WTA 250 event.
0: That was extraordinary, wasn't it? That 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 is really going to kickstart it for her.
3: Well, she has been as high as eighty-five in the world, and uh, doubles has been a strong focus with her. But uh, it's great to see that her uh, singles ability is still is still up there, and this is what we're finding with a lot of the Australians. Their doubles career tends to start off a little bit quicker, and this singles uh follows on so she's only 25 which in tennis terms in top 100 is uh very average now um so she does have a fair few more years uh playing the game and 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 at that top level so hopefully it's just her breakthrough in the uh singles events
1: well someone who has broken through and uh hopefully has a few more years left roger federer has confirmed he's going to play both geneva and roland garros
3: yeah so i think ticket sales went through the roof yesterday fans were excited to actually hear that news that uh uh, Roger will be at Roland Garros. The event is still pushed back by the week, so it is going to be uh, interesting how they how they perform and uh, how the French authorities actually manage the situation over there, given that COVID um, is still very uh, prominent in in how many cases they're having each day. But definitely exciting times having Roger back on court for a Grand Slam.
0: The Djokovic's. I tell you what, there's a mini series just about to start, isn't there? They are the greatest <laughs> bunch of characters. The old man had a crack. The brothers running the tournament. Novak took his shirt off. They are like, what's going on, Jazz? The Muppets.
3: <laughs> yeah. So since the uh, the disastrous Adria Open last year, where uh, Novak decided to hold uh, hold an event with no COVID regulations in the middle of the pandemic, uh, resulting in a fair few of the uh, players and entourages all all getting the virus. Um, his brother's now in charge of running the Belgrade tournament, which uh, Novak is competing in. So apparently there's going to be uh, a lot more stricter guidelines and recommendations with running the event, uh, which they're currently doing. So hopefully uh, all the players will be safe this time.
1: Is his mum the tea lady or the masseuse? <laughs> <laughs> she's running the book. She's the, she's the SP bookie. I, <laughs> what, what, what about Stuttgart?
0: For the, for the women, it's all about Stuttgart this week.
3: Yeah, moving forward. So um, in the lead up to Roland Garros, Else. Everyone's heading over to Europe and, and on the clay series. So we've got Ash Barty. Uh, she gets a bye first round given her, her seating over there. So she's playing Germany this week, uh, the WTA 500 right. and alongside that we've got the men's ATP 500 in Barcelona. So we've got Jordan Thompson up against Richard Gasquet in the first round there which will uh, as long as Jordy Ge- uh, is fit and up and ready. Richard is uh, one of the veterans on the tour now. He'll be pushing forward years old um, he's been very consistent but I think uh, the youngster in uh, Geordie being in his mid-20s uh, should be able to uh, get him on there and Alex Diminar uh, gets a bye as well first round given that he's a seed and he'll, he'll play the winner of Fokina or Bublik so definitely a tough second round for Alex um, however it's great to see that uh, our, our Aussies are over there and uh, doing really well
1: um, Jazz, obviously COVID would um, hamper this question a little bit, but um, how far would someone like Ash Barty plan out her tournaments?
3: Uh, at the moment, um, once you're at that level, you can pretty much uh run off what the previous year's schedule is. Okay. So most of the players know which, if you're in the top 30 in particular, you're pretty much guaranteed to be on par with all the best events. The only issue here with COVID is what the requirements are for quarantining or isolating in in the events, but this is where you rely on the WTA, ATP and ITF to actually make a, a tour system that's mm-hmm. uh, and calendar that actually is succinct for the players to be able to travel uh, and play accordingly.
0: So the clay for Ash Barty, uh, obviously she has the French open, uh, but interesting the last week, she had a bad loss, a good win.
3: Yeah. And that, that's the thing about clay. I mean, it is. Uh, and these times with the players and the level that she's playing at. So every match is going to be competitive. I still think uh, she probably has uh, a foot up with, with playing on the clay surface. She does have a good track record on the, on the surface. Um, and, she's away from home and hopefully that uh, having that consistency and being away and playing uh, without the Australian fans and uh, spectators being that added pressure uh, with her, hopefully she can do well in this next uh, European season.
1: Um, Nadal was knocked out uh, uh, in the quarters, I think, this week, Um, but he's still probably the favourite for the French, isn't he?
3: Uh, it's it's interesting coming in. So Monte Carlo, yeah, he lost to uh, Andre Rublev in the quarterfinals, and um, it's the first time that he's he's probably gone out in the quarterfinals uh, for a while. There, he's he's typically done very well in that event. So uh, Stefanos Tsitsipas won the event, and I think it's it's quite poignant now. You've got the 22 year old and the 23 year old in Rublev, who you've now got Djokovic actually talking talking about these guys, saying what a threat they are. So. As much as we would like to think that uh, King Rafa at Roland Garros is is going to uh, definitely uh, do well over there, it's it's hard to it's hard to go past these youngsters that are coming through.
0: Yeah, and great to see Roger Federer back. I think there were some people thinking this could be it. He may not ever be back. So uh, yeah, um, it's a real it's a real bonus for him and the world of tennis. I think.
3: Yeah, especially for Roland Garros. It would not have surprised me at all if he was to miss uh, Roland Garros. Although in saying that. Possibly this is his last hurrah going around at all of the Grand Slams. We know that he would be uh, trying to peak at Wimbledon and the surface does suit him a lot better, especially given the injuries that he's had and the the knee surgery. If you're looking at... the instability of what a clay surface does yeah. give you. Um, mm. This is where it can be a bit uh, dodgy for his knee. Um, that's why, I'm, yeah, um, it's made me start to speculate that possibly this is his last hurrah at Roland Garros, but only yeah. time
0: will tell. A few farewells, a few waves, a few tears in uh, Roland Garros. Jazzy, always wonderful to chat. We'll talk soon.
3: Sounds good, guys. Catch up. Bye.
0: <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. And subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you goes to Lucas Brown, Jaslyn Hewitt and Spartan Sports Show.
1: Yeah, check out their new website, www.spartansportshq.com. And are you ready to fight, Paul Gallant? Absolutely not, but I hope he gets his head punched in. I'm going to see if I can talk you into that. Of
0: course, (laughs) thank you to our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow afternoon with your daily dose of sports news. See you then. We'll see you then, guys. Bye.